Training, part eight. If you're smart, you never leave the house without some sense of the necessity of prayer. There are so many things that can go wrong as we try and navigate the world outside of our homes. And for some of us, home is not even the best place to be either. So to elicit help from the God of creation should be a priority and not a secondhand emotion. Just the other day, a group of Asian women went to work as they do normally. They and their customers never thought that that would be their last day. In another instance, a man's truck went over the side of an overpass some 70 feet to the ground and he lived with only minor injuries. He never thought when he left home that morning that he would have an event that would change his understanding of the providential care of God forever. In many instances, there is no rhyme or reason to the madness that we try and navigate, but that is the nature of war. Some people die and others live. Some get wounded while others live maimed and mangled. So while we can't prevent all things from happening, we can't insulate ourselves when we when they do. Prayer is about insulation. It is about employing something to act as a buffer and a go-between the things we have to face from day to day. It is about gaining revelations that can only be obtained by time spent with God. Over the last seven weeks, I've tried to equip those who listen to the Soul Food Podcast with a greater understanding of the army of God posed by Paul in his writings to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. It was prompted by a statement I heard in a class that I took where the instructor said, you will always default to your level of training. This created a circus of thoughts in my mind, not the least of which was the reason why so many Christians lead a defeated life. The answer I concluded was because they don't fully understand the power and significance of what Paul describes as the armor of God. Each week, I have unpacked the narrative offered to us in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18, 14 through 18. First, wrap yourself in the truth of God's word. Second, stand in the righteousness of Christ. Third, be ready to offer the gospel of peace because that is who we are in Christ. We facilitate reconciliation between God and man with the message of Jesus Christ. Fourth, when we encounter trouble, we point our shield of faith in the direction of the opposition to protect ourselves. Fifth, we take of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Because while we wrap ourselves in the truth of God's word, it only becomes powerful when it is empowered by the Holy Spirit. At that moment, the word of God becomes living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it is absolutely a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The final two pieces of our armor are not things you wear on the outside, but items that are essential to our preservation on the battlefield. Today, we will deal with Paul's call to bathe our lives in prayer. To pray is to admit our incapability to manage our lives. It is the idea that what we are as human beings is not enough to keep us safe. And while we can do our part in managing the stuff that comes our way, as I've already discussed, there are certain things that are out of our control. When we pray, we essentially say to God, take care of us. For even in our effort to manage the things we think we understand, we miss some subtle nuance that could trip us up and cause discomfort in our lives. Prayer is the admission that we don't have all the answers and that God knows things we don't. Paul says it this way in verse 18. 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In other words, pray brother, pray sister, and don't stop. There's an enemy out there and he's out for blood. He's seeking whom to devour and tear into shreds. So after you've done all you can in putting on the armor of God, bathe you and the items named in prayer. Get God behind what you're doing and keep him there. You never know what the enemy has up his sleeve. Prayer is essentially communicating with God. It keeps God front and center. In the formal definition, prayer and supplication is asking God for this, that, and the other. However, prayer is also interacting with God with the intent to hear God speak into our lives. The concept of praying implies that God is listening and not just hearing. The reason we know God is listening is because God started the whole idea of communication with humanity first. He talked to Adam and Eve in the garden. He interacted with Cain over his offering and his brother's death. He spoke to Noah and charged him to build an ark to save his creation. God then invited Abram into a covenant agreement where his destiny was as grand and great as the stars over his head and the sand under his feet. It is God who initiates prayer with humanity to commune and fellowship with us. Jesus says it this way in Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Men ought to always pray and never lose heart. When Jesus died on the cross, God communicated his divine plan of salvation. In doing so, we never feel abandoned or totally alone. Our daily lives are more than events laced together by time and circumstance. They are opportunities to see God at work navigating us through the pitfalls that would cause us harm, all while reminding us that we are deeply and devotedly loved. When we make a concerted effort to talk to him and listen to him, we invite God into what God has already begun when he woke us up this morning. What we are at any moment is what God has allowed. And while the things that happen to us, good or bad, may be a part of a sinful world, God reconciles every moment into something that will work out for our good and his glory. So then when Paul says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, he's essentially saying Christian soldiers suit up for battle, walking in the spirit, putting God in everything we want and in everything we do, knowing that he has a purpose and a plan for whatever we face during the day. Don't be overwhelmed. God started our time together early this morning and he's got a plan for the rest of the day. Get frustrated, get irritated, just keep on praying. Keep on talking to him. He'll work out the details. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail, and you've been listening to Soul Food.